0: Hey Harmony, what do you have there? Well, it looks like a frisbee. I've never seen anything like it, and it doesn't look like a frisbee. It's round, flat, has grooves, a hole in the middle, and it has a sticker that says Elvis Double Trouble on it, and a bunch of songs listed. Who's Elvis? The only way to really prove that it's a frisbee is to throw it. <laughs> Mom's going to be really mad. Not only is her precious face shattered, but the Elvis is totally destroyed. Harmony, I think I know what that Elvis thing was. I remember Dad talking about vinyl and records, flat objects that when placed on machines that spun around with a needle, it actually played music. Isn't that weird? Also that some of these objects are worth a lot of money. Do you think that Elvis thing was worth a lot of money? Let me Google this. Here we go. Let's call Vinyl Record Dude. He looks like some sort of flat object superhero. It says that he specializes in these things called records. He buys and sells them and has hundreds of thousands in stock and is always on the hunt for the ultimate collection. He's our guy. Go to www.vinylrecorddude.com. What was that again? www.vinylrecorddude.com. Thanks, Vinyl Record Dude. We may not be in double trouble after all. Thanks, Vinyl Record Dude.
1: Hi, this is Jaden Scoville, host of Today's Healthy Kids. And this is our Future is Missing Voice America kids. Please be on the lookout for 18-year-old Esmit and 15-year-old Domingo Sanchez Gonzalez, both Hispanic. They went missing from their hometown of Lewisburg, North Carolina, August 8, 2008. Esmit is 5 foot tall, weighing 140 pounds, black hair and brown eyes. Domingo is 4 foot 4 inches tall and weighing 130 pounds. This appears to be a family abduction and may be in the company of their father and may have traveled to Mexico. Domingo has a scar on his left knee. If you know of Esmint or Domingo's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Esmint and Domingo, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. You will see Esmint's picture progressed to 18 years and Domingo's picture age progressed to 14 years. Thank you.
0: Real Talk Radio.
3: Do you sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to the Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids channel. Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the rest of the Paper Hope Street Team are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's the Paper Hope Street Team.
4: Welcome to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. This is the Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Erica, and I'm hosting today because Rhea and Yvonne took off to California without me, but... I get to have special guests in studio with me today. We have my best friend Kayla. Hello. And I talk about her all the time, so you guys finally get to meet her, sort of. And Tamara's here. Hello. And her friend Wendy. Hello. Yay. Okay, so. Oh, me. Oh, Perry's here. Oh, okay. Our producer. Perry, our producer's here. Wonderful Yay! Perry. And we have a, we have a house <laughs> full. a always of, here. If
5: you hear um, kidlets in the background, Jory is here. And she might jump on mic, maybe. And um, my little littlest Lindsay. one, Lindsay, who always interrupts. So she's here, too.
4: Yay. <laughs> okay. And today, um, we have been talking all month about building a better community. And I'll kind of let Tamara summarize all that for you. But um, we are concluding
5: the month, finally. Yeah, very excited about what we've um, brought to you this month and building a better community. We've kind of been going backwards because that's just our style, I guess. (laughs) And, you know, this month we've talked about self-defense. We had um, Dustin from Leighton PDS on the show, or we went to... um, a self-defense class but Dustin actually was on the show when we talked about respect we talked about damaged and today we're going to go a little bit deeper and backwards and talk about family structure and how that plays a role in building a better community and we've brought Wendy along for the conversation because as you know Wendy is a licensed family counselor and we wanted to hear not only because she lends so much to the conversation but she also is um a counselor and able to jump in if we get into some uncharted territory
4: yeah so um we were planning today and we basically came to the conclusion that building a, com- a better community really starts at home um nowadays we're telling stories you know wendy and Tamara can tell you stories about their childhood and how it was like a big neighborhood and community and you know i, I do recall something about being dragged back home by the ear oh <laughs> wendy
5: you want to start that one <laughs> I don't know. I think this is kind of appropriate for anyone in Wendy and Maya's age category that we have an ear
2: drag story. Well, I think we all have an ear <laughs> drag story. Um, I was telling the girls in Tamara that um, I grew up in New York City where we are very multicultural and one big, huge neighborhood. And uh, I happened to be playing with my friends in the park I was about 10 years old and some kid pushed me and I called him a very bad word that I should have never used. But what I didn't realize was that my next door neighbor, uh, Miss Feinstein, was next door and she heard me and slapped me right in the back of my head and dragged me by my earring all the way back home to my mother and, and told my mother on me. And I think that's what we're missing. We're missing that extended family in our communities. Half of us here don't even know our neighbors. hmm Um, our families are thousands of miles apart from us, and and I think our kids are missing that extended family that a lot of people in my age category grew up with.
4: Definitely, Um, you know, Kayla and I sitting here talking, where I'm sure Rio and Yvonne would attest to it if they were here, you know, when I do recall when I was younger wanting to go play outside and it, it is a very recent change I feel because um, nowadays kids are so involved in technology and stuff. We're asking ourselves why is it this way that we don't know our neighbors and kids don't go outside and ride bikes anymore. And maybe it's because we live in Arizona and it's like 150 degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> but, maybe. you know, I data. think it's a little bit more than that. And um, I was posing a question to Tamara, like, I was like, is it technology? Like, why don't we know our neighbors? And Tamara was just saying that she just moved in to a new house. I just moved recently. And I. while
5: I think that largely it is technology, you know, we've discussed on the show that I'm like Miss Sunshine and I want to talk to everyone because <laughs> this is how I was brought up. My father was Mr. Personality and talked to everyone in, you know, the line at the grocery store or whatever. And, you know, being that I just moved in, everyone that I encounter, we live kind of like in this toontown kind of Set up where all the houses are like cul-de-sac area. So anyone I encounter, I'm like, "Hey, hi, I'm your new neighbor," and I've been greeted with kind of like this mixed reception, and it really puzzles me because I'm putting myself out there, kind of vulnerable, and want to meet meet people. Like, "Hey, come over, let's you know, let's all get together." We live in these really weird cul-de-sac kind of places that are just set up to be communal and. you know, they don't really want to. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, Do I look funny? I'm like, I don't understand. (laughs) I know I might smell bad because it is 125 (laughs) degrees outside, but so do you. So I think we could all stink together.
2: I'm not sure what's going on. And at least you're five feet away from them. It's not like you're hitting (laughs) a
5: I'm downwind. I don't get it.
4: Speaking of, you know, all this stuff, you're listening to Voice America Kids Network, the show's Paper Hope Street team. I'm Erica. And our topic today is um, building a better community and the role that families play within the community. Um, we're just talking about how technology is really keeping us introverted nowadays and just, you know, face down texting on a computer, whatever it is, instead of involved or a part of a community. And we were sitting uh, at a coffee shop planning today and I brought up the point how, you know, coffee shops, you know, they provide free Wi-Fi and all this stuff and it's like a communal place and, uh, Tamara told a story about how she was somewhere and a girl came in a young girl around you know one of our age she was looking for a job and then tamra you know sprung in her little you know <laughs> well if you're looking for a job <laughs> you should try you know in an outburger or culver's because you know my daughter's your age and i hear that all her friends love working at those places so you should check those out and it's like oh thanks that was really helpful and really nice and that's that's tamra but and we, were all,
5: and we all ended up sitting at the same yeah. table her mom me we were all kind of shared a coffee and like I recognize that that's kind of odd and that that's not, yeah, nowadays that's not normal. But me growing up, that's kind of how my dad was and that's kind of how we were. Yeah. My, I, it wasn't, it wasn't very odd for my parents to take in, and I know we're going to talk about this soon. Mm -hmm. It wasn't very odd for my parents to take in like the lost kid at school. Like we had children at school that didn't really have parents that you know, for instance, I had a, a friend that's parents went away to Europe and just left her,
0: oh, geez. and
5: oh. she ended up seriously. She ended up living with us because my parents were like, "Well, that's not right. She yeah. needs parents," and so she ended up sharing my bed and sharing my house and
1: yeah. and
5: staying with us. Um, that's just kind of how we were, and I think to Wendy's point, that you know we were all very communal. We had, you know, I lived in a neighborhood where, like, when he was saying in planning if it happened down the street where you got in trouble there were phones ringing all down the street guess what Tammy did cuz that's what I was called it wasn't Tamara when Before I was you a kid even run home. You, you couldn't Before run you fast got enough to the door. Yep. you, <laughs> you got to by the, the door. time you got to the door you were scolded you know 20 times from every neighborhood household by the time you got to your house <gasps> And then you got it from your parents. Oh, geez.
4: Yeah, well, Kayla and I can't really relate to that. Uh, it's You know, maybe we're over here like, phew, that's... Oh, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that. But uh, Kayla and I's family is really close, and we'll tell you more about that in a little bit when we get back onto that topic. But, um, like, nowadays our parents will be hesitant. Like, my mom will be like, I want to meet so-and-so's parents before you hang out with them. Or I'll I'll be like, Mom, I'm going to hang out at Anthony's house. And she's like, who's Anthony? Where does he live? Who are his parents? Like, what's his house like? Like, asking all these questions. And it's because she's being safe. And, like, those are good questions to ask. You want to know. But I think... It's interesting that parents even have to ask those questions now when it's like you guys used to say all your parents knew each other and they were on the phone like that when they did that. And it's not like if you were saying I'm going down the street to play at so-and-so's house, they would be like, oh, I want to talk to her mother. I've never met her before. Back then it was like, you know them already.
5: And there's a reason for that. And we talked about this in planning, but but let's connect the dots a little bit. Back when we were growing up, it was less transient. Mm -hmm. People didn't move as much and their communities felt a lot smaller, even though... You know, I've lived in Arizona since 1978. So it's the same stomping grounds that you're used to. Yeah. People weren't coming and going as much as they were before. So the friends that I had from like second grade were the same friends that I had
2: in high school.
4: Yeah.
5: And we didn't have a lot of influx of people coming in and out. Yeah. I think that's the difference.
2: But we, I, Jerea, my daughter's 17 and I still do that. I want to know where you're <laughs> going. Yeah. Who your friends are. I want to meet their parents. I, I have to make some kind of communication with people. I think that's how you build community: is, right. is to reach out and, and say hi and. And get to, to face know, but th- some of the people look at me like i've have five heads when yeah I when you that. call the other
5: parent they're yeah.
2: kind of like
3: why are you calling why are you me? talking to me it's,
4: they're i think there are really two different breeds of parents nowadays it's the parents who are like oh go for it i don't care and then the parents who's like you know let me meet her parents you know if you're going in their car like i want to know like yes. you tell me are they good you know are they safe like right. things like that and it's do they have it's a record a good, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do I need to do a background <laughs> check? No. It, it's really good that parents are like that. And it is a good point that it really builds. That's how you build better communities, especially when we lack it nowadays. Alrighty, Well, let's take a break. I'm Erica. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: Cranking Out Opinions. Fresh opinions right here on Voice America
4: Kids.
1: If a rash develops while listening, do not discontinue use. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
3: You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team.
4: on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Erica, and this is the Paper Hope Street Team. Today, we're talking about building a better community, like we've been talking about all month, and we're kind of focusing on the role of families within communities, and um, we've been talking about family structure and how that's essentially where building a better community starts at is at home. Because, you know, we have small communities within our home, within, you know, our, our cul-de-sacs, within our great, like our larger community, greater Phoenix, wherever you happen to live. Um, and we're talking about the differences because um, Tamara and her friend Wendy's who's, who's here, um, are telling us about when they were growing up, how it was so much more a community. It was a neighborhood and an extended family per yes. se. Nowadays, we really lack it. I it, I think
5: we were talking about this too when when we were younger. It, it was safer, it, much safer. F- it felt a lot safer, and much I safer. I can speak as a parent. Like allowing Rio out, there was a lot of fear that mm-hmm. I had allowing her to just kind of roam freely in the neighborhood, and and I think sadly that could have propelled a lot of like the restrictions. I think that maybe you and Kayla felt growing up, yeah, because. I don't know if that was because media or I don't know what apple I ate, you know, Mm -hmm. bit the apple and believed like the poison that was in it because I don't know if those were legitimate fears. I I really don't know. Well,
2: I grew up as a kid of the eighties in Phoenix and um, same, I, we moved actually, Tamara and I moved to to, Mm -hmm. um, Arizona at the same, in the same year. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we were kids, you know, we could walk, I would walk the desert and to school in the morning and, Or, you know, walk, you know, a mile and a half to PV Mall to go shopping or.
6: Alone. Yeah, alone. As a woman.
2: Absolutely. As a 13-year-old girl, my mom would be like, okay, good. I'll see you later. Absolutely. And then just be home, you know, before Before the the streetlights came. yeah, Yeah, before the sun fell. And now, having a teenage daughter, my concerns as things got more dangerous in the streets, um was to make sure that I had a huge backyard so she could do all her playing back in the yard.
5: Yeah, I would agree completely. That was the
4: catalyst to buying my first home,
5: was to put my child in a backyard. To put her
2: in a safe backyard. Yeah,
4: I can can totally attest to where my mom's thinking. I can see in that because I grew up in um like condos and even though I didn't have a backyard we had like a grass area and my mom was like you can play wherever you want in our complex it was a gated community and she would say just don't leave there because our com- outside of our community you know maybe wasn't the best and like i'm sure Kayla can attest to it too once i got a little bit older and i got into middle school I was allowed to walk around my block or ride my street around like our square, you know, mile, like that was enclosed by the major streets. I was never allowed to cross the major street or go that far.
2: (laughs) No, you know, know, I mean, my daughter's a teenager, almost a a grown adult, and I still, like, I'm away. I don't like her walking to Starbucks, which is like four (laughs) blocks from my house. I'm like, you text me when you get there, and then you text me when you're back home. I need to know that you're safe. And again, when you and I were younger, Tim, we didn't have. You know, people snatching you right in front of your front door. That wasn't the norm to hear that people were snatching kids and kidnapping kids and taking kids off the street. And as we got older and and of a parental age, it became much more prevalent. So our concern, of course, is to keep our children safe. And what do we do? We withdraw. We, we, We withdraw from the community. Because we're withdrawing from society and the dangers of society, so we tend to keep everything behind, you know, our four walls. Yeah,
4: and this is a story for another time, but actually my older half-sister was snatched from right in front of our house on the way to school one morning, and it was, you know, a family thing, so she was back before we knew it. But it did, I'm sure that's what really contributed to my mom's whole fear. I mean, I wasn't allowed to walk to Kayla's house, which isn't even a mile away from me. I, I wasn't allowed to walk there when I was 16 years old. In broad daylight, yeah. and I didn't want to, but <laughs> it's too hot. But it's too hot. you know, I think it, it does go to show that. We'd rather save ourselves the risk of being a part of this society and community than participate in it and have those risks there nowadays. Because I don't know if it's because there's more of them or if we're just more focused on them. More aware. And I I grapple with this all the time.
5: Mm -hmm. And in the same breath that I grapple with it, I feel like we also need to find ways to make sure that we are safe but still engaging. And I've, I've written stories about it on the blog where it's present absenteeism. I think we suffer so much from it. And that's where we've just disengaged. We've just completely disengaged. And I think it's important that within the confines of staying safe, it's important that we plug back into people. And I know that we talked about this in planning and you can take your face off your phone. How how many times have you guys been at a restaurant where you look around and you're like, why is everyone sitting together, but yet everyone's face is, like, smashed in their phone? No one
7: even talks to each other. They're just, like, texting on their phone. It's like, you have people in front of you. You can, can like, talk to each other instead of texting people. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah
4: you're, like, texting people right next to you. Okay, so you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is the Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Erica, and today we're talking about the role of families within the community and how that contributes to building a better community. And if you're just catching on, we're talking about how technology is just overruling our sense of community because uh, one time Kayla and I were in a restaurant, and her mom was like, you two are such pretty, you know, young girls, and there's these... 16-year-old boys at tables over there. She goes, if, if it was in my day, they'd be over here flirting with you guys. It doesn't matter if your parents are here. They'd be like, ooh, look at those girls. But instead, they're glued to their phones, not even paying phones. attention. She goes, you walked right by, and they didn't even They notice. didn't even see you. She was blown away by that. And it just goes to show that, like, even if it's not that extreme of an in- instance. But um, it is. Yeah. Even if you're with your friends, it's like, what are you going to do? Sit next to each other and text each other? And I know a party that's, like, convenient or wherever you are, and yeah. you're like got something to say that you can't say out loud I know
5: I challenge in this paper that I wrote it's on the blog but I I'm going to challenge you guys right here and right now like listeners put your phones away when you're at the table with your friends and just engage and see what happens yeah. there's something really magical that happens like when you're like face to face with someone and you're having that conversation put them away just text your friends and say hey join us here Mm -hmm. Log in to Facebook, check in, and with a little note that says, hey, we're at Starbucks or we're at the ice cream shop or whatever, come join us physically in person and just enjoy your friends.
7: That's the thing, too. We have, like, Skyping, so people do that all the time, and they text so they don't feel like they need to be in person. They just talk over technology.
5: Yeah. No, I think that that it's so much more magical when you're, like, face-to-face. Like, I can think of, like, especially in your age bracket because you guys are in college now, how many times I stayed up all night just talking
1: to my friends
5: till the sun came
2: up. That's so awesome. You and I still can do that at times now. (laughs) (laughs) We're dog tired in the morning, but those three-hour conversations are the best. They're worth it and not over text. Absolutely not. But you have to, I, I, I tell this to people all the time, we need to make sure that we don't become a cold society. We don't Uh, need to become mm -hmm. as cold as the technology that we use. Mm -hmm. We are still alive and we are still here and able to communicate. Um, and we need to make sure that our emotions don't get lost. No, absolutely. Because you know, if, if you don't use it, you lose it. So, yeah. you know, if we, we don't, are losing it, we are losing it at a drastic rate.
5: I think that's part of the problem, like what we've been talking about. I think it's just so easy to become cold and disconnected when the technology is there and you're so face down in your screen, you know, whether it's your iPad or your phone or your computer at the coffee shop or whatever.
4: Yeah, it, and these, they're good tools to use. Like we were talking about how family is so spread out now. And those are good tools to utilize mm-hmm. when your family does live on the other side Wonderful of the country.
2: Wonderful ways to communicate still mm-hmm. with people people away from you. And to
4: still maintain that sense of, you know, community within your family Mm -hmm. and, you know, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. even though they live thousands of miles away. And I can attest to that. My cousin, I have tons of cousins that live within the state. I have cousins that live within a mile of me or a couple of miles. And The closest family connection I have is with my cousin who grew up on the other side of the country from me. He grew up in New Jersey, and we connected through books. He would send me books all the time and talk about all that kind of stuff. Just because we we had that in common, we got so, so close, and we are very close in age, too, which I'm sure helps. But um, he actually recently um, enlisted in the Army, and he's still my closest cousin, even though some of the only ways we can communicate is through handwritten letters, and he's off in Afghanistan. I so, love that. Handwritten letters awesome. are fun. I yeah. think
5: we should bring those back, by the way.
4: <laughs>
2: write pen pals. Letter, we should still your, have pen down. pals.
4: There's something
5: about <laughs> handwritten words that's so wonderful.
4: Yeah, I think that's notes when we were younger. Kayla yes. and I, this is bad to encourage at school, but Kayla and I used to pass a <laughs> We used to pass notes. It's, it's a school. rite of passage. It's but fantastic. It's kind of funny now because whenever I see Kayla's handwriting on something, I can recognize it yes, even so. if oh, it yeah. doesn't have her name.
5: And it's a wonderful... it's floppy. <laughs> That's
4: hilarious. It's, it's a
5: great... I don't know. I just think it's a rite of passage, A, to be passing notes. And it's just something so endearing to be able to recognize your friend's handwriting or your your friend, you know, your spouse or whatever. Your handwriting is just something so endearing. I
4: was just saying that I just moved. And it's really nice because I was going through a lot of my stuff. I've had, you know, boxes of stuff piled up from all through high school, middle school. And I found notes from Kayla and a bunch of my old friends. And I was reading them. And it's nice to remember things and, like, recognize it. So, fast nights, guys. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. I'm Erica. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America
1: Kids.
3: You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team.
4: Welcome back to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Erica, and you're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Today, we're talking about um, the role of families within communities and how, by building better families, we are building better communities. Um, We were just talking about how uh, technology is keeping us so introverted, I guess is a good word Mm -hmm. to use. We're not. Participating in conversations, and you know, sometimes maybe I think of when I'm studying for finals, and I'm you know in the library or something, and I am focused, and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we <I> had <laughs> technical difficulties. No <laughs> technical difficulties. I'm, I'm waving my arms too much and hitting things. <laughs> anyways, we need a video camera in here. It's just way too interesting. Wait till you guys see what goes on in here. Anyways, anyways, um, yeah, when I'm studying, um, uh, when that happens occasionally, uh, occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> come on guys don't judge me (laughs) but when I do when I do um it's I'm like in the zone and maybe that's not a time I want someone to come up and be like oh hey what you doing like you want to be best friends and I'm like uh I kind of I have a final in a couple hours and I'm cramming for it so (laughs) I'm valuing every second right now so you know we have to be courteous of when people don't want to be a part of your conversation or something and like that's fine at times but there's still like a level of respect and participation in all situations that we need to be aware of because it's kind of expected to you of you. I'm gonna include Perry here for a second. He told a story about how he just moved into an apartment and he said hi to his neighbor <laughs> and his neighbor just looked at him like he had like bug eyes or something. Like he it's was a when that alien. happens. It's
5: so damaging when that happens. Yeah. Just like me in my neighborhood, it's like truly you could just wave
2: You know what, Mike? I can give you a perfect reason how not to get upset. My mom used to say to us all the time, because, you know, when you're kids and you say hi to people and they just kind of look at you or dismiss you, like you don't matter. It's very hurtful. And my mom used to say to me, you know what, don't ever worry about that because that was you giving them a blessing and you're sending them on their way. I love
5: your mom. She's awesome.
2: And she'd say, you know what, that's you giving them a blessing and whether they, you know, understand it or not, that's you sending them on a on a better path. So you just did what you were supposed to do and that's how we looked at it.
5: Yeah. I love your mom. <laughs> Thank your mom. Yeah. I do
2: every day.
5: <laughs> that was a gift. Thank you.
4: Yeah. So we we just wanna, you know, put out there that in order to be a part of a community and build a better community, we have to participate because that neighbor definitely isn't gonna just You know, disappear because you don't want to talk to them because you know you think they look funny or whatever. Or smell bad like me. Do they have something? Do I have something on my face? Like (laughs) on my teeth? What's wrong? Is it a bad hair day? We're still gonna be here tomorrow. You still get to have me wave to you tomorrow. Because I will.
5: I'll still wave at that person that didn't wave to
4: me. That's just me. They don't go away. (laughs) But it's a good. It's a good. It's good to be the person who waves because I'm bringing
5: the wave back.
4: Yeah. You know. You never know who could be. you know, that, you know, someone really nice to you. You never know if your neighbor could be your, like, best friend, soulmate, whoever it may be. Yeah, and it's because we're so quick to judge. We're really, you know, a judgmental society nowadays. And Kayla had a story that she shared.
7: Yeah, I just started my summer math class, and I have this girl that sits next to me, and, like, the first date, she was so open with me, telling me about her boyfriend. She was asking me questions about my life, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I went home to Erica. I was like, this chick is, like, so open with me, but now we're, like, so close, and we talk about everything, and she's so open with me, so we're, like, really good friends, and it's all because, like, she was welcoming to me, and she started the conversation, yeah. and was, it was awesome. So
4: now you have a new friend. Yeah, exactly. I totally look at it that way. Mm-hmm.
7: <laughs> Absolutely.
4: When, sometimes when people reach out that way, like Kayla came, like she said, she was like, oh my God, Erica, this girl is so weird. She's like, ask me all these personal questions and I don't know how to answer them. Like, do I not answer them? What do I do? And so she was like kind of vague with her the first few days. And she would come back and tell me like, she told me about this today. She told me about that today. She asked about you. She asked, <laughs> like, she's like, what's your best friend like? And she was like telling her about me. And then she's like, that's how my best friend is. We should all hang out. And she was just like so kind of weirded out at first.
5: So innocent. Yeah, and it's, like childlike. It's so
2: wonderful. Nowadays, it's like,
4: nowadays you're like, why is this person like this? They're so strange. But
2: That's, that's the, the sad w- part. Yeah. That is the sad part, is that when someone is open and friendly and inviting, mm-hmm. we, as a society, look at them, and, like, something's wrong with them. It's, like, unusual. <laughs> and and we we she
5: was so childlike. It's so great.
2: Yeah. And that kind of innocence and that kind of openness is what we're ni- we're, we're missing. missing.
4: Yeah, and that's, that's probably, like, the missing link here that we're trying to get across, is that, you know, that innocent child, like... Yes come up to you on the playground, you want to be friends, you want to go play, you want to go build a sandcastle with me. Yes. We're not like that anymore. And even though we don't necessarily put it in that context nowadays, whether it's like, hey, how are you? How's your day? Or, you know, oh, you just moved in, you know, how's your house? Like, how was it? Where'd you come from? Like, (laughs) all that stuff. It is very childish. Yeah. and,
5: And I actually very consciously try to bring that essence back to my life because there was a time in my life where it wasn't like that I was very bitter and sour to life and having children kind of brought that back because I saw that in my own children and I was like boy that's really puzzling they look at life so differently like every little interaction that they have with life is so wondrous and magical Mm hmm Hmm. maybe there's something to that
2: maybe we we should get back to that
4: (laughs) we need to get back to to that (laughs) yeah that's great you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. The show is the Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Erica and we're talking about building better communities today and the role of the family or extended family within our community and how that's the key point and the key, the missing link here uh, nowadays in our bettering ourselves and our communities. Um, and we just kinda wanna like go back and think where does all of this come from and why is it this way? And we kinda went over um, you know, technology and all that stuff. But it really boils down to the family structure and how um, building a better family starts at home.
5: Yep. And it can. I love this quote from Misrepresentation. You can't be what you can't see. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think about it in terms of, like, my father, who I've said earlier in the show is, like, Mr. Personality. When you're around my dad, you instantly like him. You instantly want to be around him. You want to, you know, have a drink with him. You want to hang out. You know, and... You know, there was a time in my life where I didn't behave like that. Like I said, I was, like, bitter and mean, and I went through, like, this horrible time in my life. And now, you know, having children, I'm kind of back to that. I'm kind of back to, like, I want more joy in my life. I want more magic in my life, but it's because I'm looking through the eyes of my children. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't know that I see a whole lot of that in, like, interaction with adults. I see a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety, and which rightly so.
2: Unless you're having dinner with you and I, and then you see... (laughs) You know, a lot of women that are 12. Um,
5: (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth. I just, I don't know. And I totally get like where adults are coming from. Like, cause you know, the state of the world is kind of icky in some ways, but I, I think you have to work really hard to kind of see the magic. We have to, s- it has to start at home. Mm-hmm.
2: It has to start at home. And, and we have to lead by example. Yeah. We are, you know, what you guys look at every exactly, single day. You know. So, if you know, if I come home and I'm grumpy and mean and mm-hmm. I don't talk to the neighbors and I don't communicate with people and, you know, I, that's exactly how you're going to react exactly. because that's how I'm going to react to you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do this all the time. I look at my kid and I'm like, oh, my God what a gift she is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What a gift. And it is my job to show her how much of a gift I think she is. And that's by being a good person every day to the best of my abilities. And believe me, I slip up. Oh goodness. She can attest to that. (laughs) You know, those are the days when I get the, Oh my God, I'm so ashamed. You're my mother days, (laughs) you know, but for the most part, I try to lead by example. Right. So I try to be nice to people. I yeah. try to show her a positive attitude. Yeah. You know, and when things are bad, I talk to her about why they're bad. I just don't give her a bad attitude. Right. You've got to explain things to your kids. That's oh, my gosh.
4: Exactly how it should be.
5: Right? Yeah. You guys
2: are so much smarter than I think a
5: lot of people give mm-hmm. credit. Even Thanks. like Lindsay at seven. Like, mm-hmm.
4: oh, my gosh, that girl's a genius. <laughs> right? <laughs> Look out, world. Me. Just so you guys, if you don't, <laughs> don't remember, Lindsay produces our show sometimes. Yeah, she's and she's been doing it since here.
5: she was just barely six. Shot.
4: Yeah.
5: I just, I don't know. I, I get kind of on a soapbox about this because I forget who, who I was around recently, but I said something to Lindsay, and she this woman said to me, you're speaking to your six-year-old this way? And I'm like, I speak to her this way since she was born. <laughs> right. Right important
4: yeah and like talking about uh kids emulating like their parents behavior uh Kayla and I always make jokes that our parents are the most our mothers specifically and her dad sort of too are the most outgoing people in the world because her mom will make friends with the person she meets in the dairy aisle in the grocery (laughs) store and like ask about their day and ask where they live and like where they're from and have a huge conversation and get to know a person in like five minutes and then go on her merry way and make a new friend in the produce section so it's really interesting because both we can uh, see it in both of us from both of our parents.
7: When our families get together and have lunch, oh my gosh! I, I bet it's a, it's a, a huge party. The well, whole restaurant it like gets together. It's a huge <laughs>
5: Yeah, <laughs> smashing dishes. <laughs> oh yeah. And I I, I want it, It's fair to say too that you don't have to come from like a, a vivacious out you know completely yeah. plate smashing family to make it out the other side you know, outgoing person too. I think we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. But I, I you know, it's safe to say that, you know, all kinds of family structure produce all kinds of people. Definitely. And, and I think there's a place in our community for all of it.
4: Definitely. So let's take a break. I'm Erica. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
6: Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel.
3: You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team.
4: Back to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Erica, <laughs> and you're listening to the Paper Hope Street team. Um, today, we're talking about for the billionth time um, building a better community, <laughs> like we've been talking about all week. And <laughs> I know I've been talking a lot today, guys. Um, and the role of families within the community and how ultimately that is um, the foundation of building a better community. Um, and we were just talking about Kayla and I's parents and how they're so. <laughs> Opa! Outgoing. <laughs> our mommy specifically. Um, but I, also her dad. Uh, we always make fun of him because when it, our thing, or Kayla's family thing, slash mine, because I'm included in her family, which is awesome, is going to the D-backs game every summer. We go to a few and... Um,
7: my dad has to make friends with both of the people that sit next to him. If it, he doesn't know them, or if he does know them, they become his best friend at the end of the game. So.
4: <laughs> he's like, he's like, you want to wave my flag? You want to wear my hat? And then he's like, oh, <laughs> take, a, take picture. a picture of us. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you take this one of us, and then you could be in the next one, and I'll I'll add it on Facebook, and you could find it, and I'll tag you, that's and adorable. like,
0: that's
4: awesome. he's awesome. <laughs> I love awesome. it. He's like, take a picture with my granddaughter. She's cute. <laughs> You're cute. Just let's take picture everyone. And I wish there was more people like that. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And, um, basically, you know, when people reach out like that, we kind of went over this a lot. When people are outgoing like that, some people are just like, ooh, uh, why are you weird? But, Um, I think it's more convenient in those situations because we always get, like, the bench seats where everyone is crammed together in those, like, tiny little allotted areas. So you kind of have to be friends with the people on either side of you or maybe you know your neighbor who's reluctant to be neighbors with you because... It's
5: very communal. You're
4: outgoing, you know, or you can hear each other through the walls, like, whatever. Like, oh, they're cooking dinner. I can smell it. (laughs) 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 You know, it, it comes, like... It comes from at home, and you know, Kayla and I, seeing our parents be this way, we're emulating that behavior, and maybe kids who don't, they don't quite emulate that behavior, and uh, Kayla and I can speak to that in the sense that a lot of our friends, we've noticed, um, we have this conversation even with Kayla's parents, Kayla is one of my only friends who I have, um, whose parents are still together she comes from you know like a very solid home they have a good foundation they're always working through their problems and even as their quote unquote surrogate child I'm learning from that, and I see things that, you know, um, and, like, my boyfriend's family, he's the only other family I know that, you know, his parents are still together, and his grandparents have been together for, like, 60-something years. That's awesome. Yeah, and, you know, that's their family culture. All all the couples within their family are that way, and I think that's, like, something having them, I feel really blessed to know them and to, like, learn from that because mm-hmm. it's taught me the value of having, like, a solid family and stuff like that.
5: Oh, definitely.
4: And, um, like, I've made goals for myself in the future that, you know, my, me personally, like when I get married, when I have kids, I don't ever want to have my kids be in the same situation I was growing up or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, um, like I want to emulate their families, right. like even though they're kind of my family now. So, um, we were talking about, uh, we talked about this a lot. We have friends that come from broken homes. Um, one of Kayla's co workers that she can talk to you guys about,
7: <laughs> yeah, so she sees her dad sometimes, and her mom was, lives in a different state. So she comes to me a lot for her problems, and she's not really well self-disciplined, I would say. So I kind of have to, like, lead her and tell her kind of, like, oh, you know, you should buy a car. Maybe we can get an apartment. Maybe you should enroll in college. I can take you to school. So I kind of, like, take care of her in that sense because I don't think, you know, she doesn't have that guidance. She lives with her grandparents, but I don't think they're like, oh, you know, get involved in school. I'll take you. And they don't, like, offer that to her. So I kind of take care of her in that mm-hmm. sense.
4: Yeah, and we're kind of talking about, uh, we were talking about how she doesn't, um, she lacks like certain social skills that we recognize in ourselves as her lacking and Kayla is the type of person who is always trying to like take people like that under her wing and like, you know, like she was saying, um, like mentor them and do all that stuff for them. But also um, teaching, we have two friends that have been like this who have come from almost the exact same situation Mm -hmm. and teaching them these social skills like simple things like being able to keep a secret, like don't betray your friends, don't talk behind their backs, especially when people are doing all kinds of favors for you. Yeah. And that's something that we've found that our friends who come from, you know, broken homes or don't have like um, parental figures or influences like that in their life, they don't have those skills. And it goes back to the same thing that kids who are outgoing and all that stuff are emulating what their parents are. Right. You can't
5: be what you can't
4: see. Yeah, exactly.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. But I, I need to interject for a second because we're talking about broken homes and, and certain ways of behavior. You can live in a household with two parents yes. and still get that same behavior from a child. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all about, if you don't see it, you can't understand right. it. Uh-huh. So, you know, I'm a single parent, and I've been a single parent for a long time, and I can tell you that I'm about as social as social can get. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure True. Julia at times wishes I weren't so social, but um, <laughs> but you know, it comes from guidance. Mm-hmm. It is our job and our responsibility, whether we're a single parent or a two parent household, to show our children the best that they can possibly be. Mm -hmm. It is our job. So when Jaria's father and I got divorced, we decided and it was a hard struggle, but we decided that we were going to parent and show her what we call functional dysfunction. (laughs) I love it. we (laughs) We made our family dynamic work because we put her first. Yeah. Um, And then she has wonderful examples of seeing my parents being married for 50 years and seeing that I have good relationships with other men in my life who are not boyfriends but friends. Um, Our kids learn by our example. So whether you're in a single-parent household, double-parent household, you still have to put your best foot forward so that your children see the best person that you can be. Therefore, they can be the best person Mm -hmm. they can be. Yeah, Yeah, I
7: totally understand where you're coming from. I had a friend and her... Both her parents were together and um, she didn't she was she, she totally rebelled and I think her parents weren't guiding her in the right way they were just restricting her they made her go to a charter school there were so many rules and that made her rebel so she didn't she turn was out break it out yeah mm-hmm. she and both her parents were together and she still had like a broken family so yeah
4: you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network the show is Paper Hope Street team I'm Erica and today we're talking about Um, the roles of the families within the community and how that ultimately contributes to our goal of building a better community. And we're just talking about, um, you know, how parents need to emulate or, you know, parental figures within the household need to emulate the things um, being their best person so that their kids or in the, you know, you know, grandchildren, children, whoever is looking up to you can be the best person that they can be. Um, And I also wanted to add to that, um, if I may, that, you know, surrogate parents too, like we were talking about, By surrogate parents or, you know, mentors, influences, all of these, you know, whether they're your kids or your friend's kids or, you know, like Tamara, all the her quote unquote kids, because we all call her Mama T. (laughs) (laughs) All of us look up to her as that figure. And, you know, whether she's our, you know, real surrogate mother or just an influence to us, you know, we are she's leading by her example. And that's why you know it's so great that she mentors everyone around her because um, you know we're all emulating her and trying to be the best people we can be. And um, back to Kayla's one of Kayla and I's stories about one of our friends. Um, she, you know, we we're talking about she doesn't really she's not learning from her you know mistakes. I want to say, and you know maybe it's because we were leading by example. Both of our parents took this particular friend both of our sets of parents took this particular friend of ours under their wing, and so we kind of took it as our duty. At, you know, 17, 18 years old, we decided, we were still in high school, that we were gonna basically parent this girl that we had been friends with before. She moved away, she came back, and we decided, we gave her clothes straight out of our closets. We brought her over for family meals. If she wasn't with me, she was with Kayla and vice versa. She was literally like a child, like our child. And we taught her, you know, essentially right from wrong. We clothed her. We fed her. We brought her around our friends. Like, we took on this huge responsibility and we didn't even realize it.
5: She was a tough customer. I remember her. (laughs) She, I remember this gal in their lives and she was tough.
4: Yeah, and it was, It was really, really hard, Um, and it was, you know, we eventually withdrew from it because we had to, um, and it was unfortunate, but...
5: You did the best you could, though. Exactly. I mean, like, there are some some cases, though, when you're working, like, with that, that you can only give as much love as you can, and then you have have to back off. Especially
4: because we're only teenagers. It's not like we're parents. That's not our job. It isn't your job. I think that's the awesome thing, is that I learned from, you know, my mom, Kayla's mom, Tamara, and Kayla, the same thing. You know, we're emulating their behavior and reaching out to all these people, just to try and help.
5: Um, It is important to remember that. And I think that, I think we're running out of time.
4: We are. But, um, so summing it up real quick, uh, basically the, you know, family structure is the most, you know, important thing here. Um, And it's what we want to, I guess, focus on this week. And for, Mm -hmm. as the summary of the month, um, focus on rebuilding at home and rebuilding your small communities. Or
5: reaching out for surrogates. Like I think we were talking about too, and planning if, if,
4: if you're a kid, and if
5: you you're a kid, it. and you're not getting it at home, like I can even speak to Lake Rio, you know, like there's something she's not getting from me. She's reaching out to other mentors in her life, and that's totally good. Extend yourself. Extend yes. yourself mm-hmm. out to get what you need to. To move on,
4: yeah, reach out, find surrogates, all that. So, stuff.
5: thank you for listening today. If you guys want to find us, you can find us on Facebook, Paper Hope. Um, we're on the Twitter, the Twitter Paper Hope, or Paper Hope blog. <laughs> I can't speak today. Or email us at info uh dot com. <laughs> Thanks we'll so much for listening. Bye. 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 Remember my
3: name. Have you heard your fifteen minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
4: Love it. You're listening to Voice America
1: Kids.
3: Hey, thanks for listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Monday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bye for now.